Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Thursday edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast for the Dragon Reborn. I'm trying to slow things down a little bit. There was like points in this season where I was just, I was going off the rails. Well, good news for you, buddy, is that I fucking destroyed those rails. I took them out uninstalled. We don't need rails. Where we're going, we don't need need rails. We just need a DeLorean with a flux capacitor. (laughs) I am your host, Will Callen. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. Is it? 1952. Is that your mom? Oh no, you had sex with her. (laughs) It's a fun little back to the future. Oh no. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Man, that movie rules. Let's fucking change this podcast (laughs) to a back to the future podcast. Uh, Minute by minute? Absolutely. Let's just start it halfway through the Dragon Reborn. That's, That's a real, a real show, show already, already, and you guys should go check it out. Back to the Future, minute by minute, I think is what it's called. I don't know. I mean, there's already chapter by chapter podcasts. You can't just no, like you just can't claim we're the not territory with of those minute by minute future people. minutes. That's a whole industry. That's a whole family. Yes, so yeah. There, there's a there's a there's lot a of Star them. Wars minute. Those guys started out going through the Star Wars minutes, one episode on a minute at a time. And some great stuff. Yep. Check them out. They're fantastic. They've done like every fucking movie. They're in like nine seasons. It's out of control. They spawned like a whole bunch of other movies Movies by Minute. I'm pretty sure you can just straight up go to moviesbyminute.com. And there's like a bunch of them. Like all of them. Like for mm. movies where you'd be like Footloose. And they're like, oh yeah, Footloose Minute, baby. And you're like Pacific Rim. And they're like, you better fucking believe it, man. Pacific Rim. <laughs> Both minute of them. by minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fucked up. You know the thing. The thing is about those Star Wars minutes, guys, is that they saw the future somehow. Like, didn't they start the series before the Disney buyout, before the reboot, before everything? When when things were still kind of like up in the yeah. air about Star Wars? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and now they they have endless content forever. Yeah, too bad a lot of it sucks. You know. All right, moving on. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> chapter 34. Which one's this one called this again? This chapter is called... I want a, a different I dance. dance. Perhaps a tango. Ding, da, da, ding, ding. Yeah, and there's a lot of fucking dance talk in this one here, too. Is there? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. In terms of fighting, Cause it's there definitely there's... is. Okay, so the chat... The tra- the, the the big scene for me there's two big scenes there's a scene at the end with Perrin and the Aielman and a scene at the beginning with Perrin and Moraine and Perrin, or, Perrin comes to speak to Moraine about the girl he saw downstairs yep. uh, staring at him with the nose and he's like I fucking I don't know about that nose and he's gonna go talk to a lady about noses he's See gonna how he go feels talk to it. a lady about get noses pro- <laughs> he's gonna get some professional opinion uh, and so this whole conversation is about well, this whole conversation that he has with Moraine has to do with like, I saw this girl down there and I, I don't know she was looking at me and she could have been looking at anybody. She could have been looking at loyal. She could have been looking at land. She could have been looking Maureen, at me, but she was looking at me. What does Maureen's that mean? kind of just like, listen, she's hot to trot. <laughs> Parents yeah. like, what? She's like, <laughs> she's like, 
Some some girls just like a good pair of shoulders. You know what yeah, I mean? That's the exact wording. Lift her up. Now, isn't there something going on here where like Maureen's not wearing pants or something? Yeah, she's naked. <laughs> well, there is though, isn't there? Isn't she like in her small clothes? Yeah, yeah, her in a nightgown, or she's like brushing her hair. She's brushing her hair. I know she's brushing her hair. Um, because Perrin really is going. He's. I don't yeah. think he's going to talk to Maureen. He's going to talk to Lan. I think. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he you're expects right. Lan yeah, to I be that. But that. But instead, yeah. finds Moraine there, and also Moraine's butt. Yeah, and that opens a whole door of confusion for him because he's there to talk. It is to weird her. when he leaves. There. There's a. There's a yeah. Robert Jordan specifically gets in and out parents and says, like, oh, man, I saw Maureen's His dancing fantasies. Butt. Oh, but I, ah, I got to stop thinking about her butt, but, wow. <laughs> and he's, Yeah, and I think there's another line. He's like, Do you, I wonder if Matt thinks about her butt. Ah, no! <laughs> yeah, he, does, he, he does say that. He's like, I wonder what Matt would have done. He probably would have uh, thought about her butt. Oh, oh no. And, then, and this is where we get all the dance talk, you know, where he's like, because I think dancing is oh, yeah. a euphemism here. Because we saw it, we saw it with a Matt chapter where Matt was talking, speaking to the three girls at the White Tower. Egwene, no, Nynaeve, I don't and think Elaine, it's a euphemism. Like, I think I'd at fucking... this point, dancing. I think it's dancing. Well, I guess you're right. Yeah, I don't think that Perrin and who is it, who are they talking about? Dance with Maureen, Perrin or Matt? Perrin. Yeah, Perrin. I don't think they had sex with each with each other. But it's like it's like it's it's like dancing's like a thing with. Perrin and Matt. Well, when was the dancing w- with with Maureen and everyone? Was it way back in Emmonsfield, Beltine, pre-Trolloc attack? OG? Mm, no, I think it was when they were on the road. And they were just sure? kind of like getting to know each other. back then. And they were just like... Emmonsfield, Maureen ain't even Maureen. She was calling herself like Alice... Alice. And isn't that even in this chapter too? They're calling themselves Alice and like Andor or something. Yeah, Alice and Andrea, they're they're usual code names that they use when they go to. Yeah, you like, really keep, think you would want to switch that they... up? Well, I mean, I think Parent says in the last chapter or this chapter where he's like, they do change it up, but they just have like they have a revolving door names. You know, like it's like passwords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just have you have like you have like ten, and they're variations, and you just kind of like work through yeah. them. Lan, Lan <laughs> has all life. these like they're basically all just like understudy characters, right? <laughs> Today I am Tim Jargon. Let's. I work in finance, and tomorrow I will be Mario Spaghetti, the chef. Yeah. Before they show up to any town, like he's going through like his clothes, he's going through his sack to like pull out like his costume for that specific town. It's like, what's with the Hawaiian shirt? And he's just like, I'm a retired dad in this one. This one is called Pete Coconut. (laughs) (laughs) He has a coconut hat. He's carrying coconuts. Hawaiian shirt. And he's always dancing. Just jigging. Now, I did did have a note from yesterday that I am going to just slide on over to today. Is that the innkeeper, he's, he's fitting that mold still. He, we were just talking about captain the other day, and captains. We're back to innkeepers, specifically, plump, bald, smooth, pink face. Which you know, yep. fucking, yep. I'm sorry, I gotta say it, sounds like a description of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not plump, 
But anyways, so there it is mentioned, though, in this in this town of another false dragon. Yeah, but there's like confusion in this scene. Like somebody says like, oh, there's uh, there's talk of the dragon and lands like, wait. There's somebody saying that they're a fault, saying that they're a dragon. And they're like, no, no, no. Somebody's talking about a dragon in the next town. Well, someone's proclaiming to be. Someone's talking about someone proclaiming to be. Or saying the that the dragon is coming to save everybody. Like it's preaching in Gildon. Something like that. It's preaching the good word. I of took the it as that there's another false dragon in Gildon, but I don't know. I took it as. I took it as more. There's a guy who is proclaiming that a dragon reborn is coming back to save everybody to to fight the dark one or something. Like there's preachers, street preachers now developing for the dragon reborn. All right, well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah. And it could be like those armies that are uh like that were scattered to the wind right at the beginning of the book that Ram was supposed to like lead and they're all gone now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be could a bunch be. of people like that. Um yeah, yeah, there I don't think it's another Dragon Reborn. I think it's just people talking that there's a talking that there's a Dragon Reborn out there. I think it is another false dragon. So, I can't wait to find out. Fuck you. Ooh. Probably somebody No one in this town cares. No one in this town cares that Perrin has wolf eyes. It's uh pointed out several times throughout this chapter because Perrin's eyes are in full wolf mode at this point. And to the point where we're making specific mention that most people are not uh, noticing it. No. Because that's one way to deal with it. Just pretend it doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird that nobody's talking about it, but I guess like when you're hanging around a, uh, a badass with a see-through cloak and a potential wizard and a dog man... Well, that's why. You know, it's just... That is actually why, though. That's It's all just distracting. So, I buy it. The next big thing that happens in this chapter, I think the biggest thing that happens in this chapter is Perrin has had this foretelling from Min that we got from the beginning of the book regarding uh, a caged Aielman is going to change the course of his life forever. Hmm. And we have found ourselves with a caged Aeolman. A caged Aeolman. And Perrin, being the good boy that he is, such a good boy, he He's great. He goes to the Aeolman, sets him free. And the Aeolman and the Aeolman gives a gives Perrin like the lowdown of like why he was there. Because like, first of all, uh Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. I gotta stop you. We gotta stop calling this guy the Aeolman and we gotta start calling him Gaul. Right. Because that's his name. Right. Gaul. Gaul. Uh, Gaul is like, yeah, I was captured. It was just kind of a dumb mistake on my part. And, and Perrin quite, like leans on him and is like, so like those hunter guys, like Orin and Porin and Gorin, Jorin, uh, they, they say they got into a battle with you. And he was like, no, not really. I was just, it was me and my friend. <laughs> Define that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we were taking, I was taking a shit. They shot my buddy with an arrow. That's pretty. That is literally what was kind of just happening. They were just kind of like walking <laughs> in a direction. You know, they're looking. I think they're also looking for uh, the the one that comes with the dawn or whatever. Their prophecy. Everyone's got their own crazy prophecy. All of the same thing. Man, kind of like religion. It is. It is crazy how many people are looking for Rand right now, and 
and are just like right there, like literally probably only a couple kilometers Ran- away. Listen, Rand's too fast to catch. They spe- he, this chapter they specifically mention, all right, that he has the blood of long walkers and strong runners. Long walkers. So he's like a rabbit. So that, you can't catch that boy. Ooh, you can't he's catch like me. a rabbit. That's what he says. Wow. <laughs> it's too fast. He's way too fast. <laughs> he's like Slowpoke. Or he's like uh, he's like Speedy Gonzalez. Do that one now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. When, when Perrin is coming out to interact with Gaul, there's a lot of mention of a gibbet. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. What the hell is that? Which I think I take as some some part of the cage that Gaul was kept in, or something like that. I remember even. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with with y'all right now and let you know. I don't know what the fuck a gibbet is. Isn't that like part of a turkey that you know that like <laughs> those giblets? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So a gibbet. <laughs> oh, it's a gallows. So it's just like a. Did you, Google, did you Google it? I Googled gibbet. Yeah, it's just something that you just like hang somebody on. One of those fun things. Well, that makes a lot of sense. That's way <laughs> too. Uh... That is a way too fun word for what it is. Because I'm just looking up. You had to pictures. make things a little more fun in the olden times, right? Yeah. Put him up on the gibbet. On the gibbet. Cut his dick off. That's what they'd say. <laughs> you know. I am a bad boy, gibbet. Um, this scene echoes a very similar scene that we saw in the Amazon series with Matt and, uh, Tom. And I think it was actually an, an Ielman that was like, like dead up in, it was a dead Ielman. It was a dead Ielman. Yeah. And, but instead of like releasing, well, yeah, they released him, uh, but to bury him. So, and wasn't Matt like trying to steal something from him or something? I think yeah, I think he saw something purple and he was like, "Mhm." Yeah, he had like a little shiny purple thing. <laughs> He's like, "That's mine." And then re- well, really in in the show that that Ioman just served the purpose of he was dead, but he had red hair and then they could they could say like, "Well, Ioman have red hair." Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting oh. how the show kind of remixes like it the writing's on the wall with this scene and in the show like it's obvious to me at least it it feels obvious to me that they just took that scene remixed it and put it in the first season of the show does seem like that a little bit except i think that gall is it gall or gal gall i I think gall i think he is going to be a main i think i think he's going to be a a a main a main player Mm. a main stare yeah a little a little trick uh, a little trickster that shows up like here and there yeah, he might be our first sort of like actual Aiel character, aside from, of course, Ran. Yeah, but like maybe Tam. But a real Aiel character. And the other thing here is that they, Robert Jordan, really kind of like leans into the Fremen inspiration here. I was thinking that too. Like this is like full on Fremen mode. Yeah. And these people are like living out in the wastes, in the Aiel wastes, yeah. right, where the where water is scarce. It's very desert-like, very dooney. Yep. They all live by this this prophecy, this religious prophecy. Yep. That will supposedly get them out of the waste. Yep. They probably ride worms around. And and on top of that, they also have this uh, 
value for water that like even when they talk they're like my my body my body's water is yours like even when Perrin lets uh gall free gall says something along the lines like you can have my body's water do you want me to piss in your mouth do you want me to piss in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> like i parents like uh no you know it's cool are you sure it's fine because like i owe it to you i got a bottle of dasani yeah but that doesn't mean no <laughs> <laughs> i don't drink dasani no i want to piss in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> they do mention that gall a gall does mention he has a pretty long title um, and I didn't get all, I didn't catch all of it, but Gaul who brings the morning a, home. He does say he's a stone dog. Yes. <laughs> so parents like, I get, I feel that I'm a wolf. <laughs> he's like, what? Oh no. That's just like my title. It means I'm a soldier and high all the time. Parents like, oh yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah. My, I mean, mine means I'm a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parent the wolf with like nine E's and a dollar sign. That's his rap name. Yeah, yeah, and he starts doing like the wolf, like the making the W's with his with his fingers. Wu Tang, he's taking wolf it back, brother, baby. Um, and then uh, as far as I remember, Gall just like says, "Thanks, man." No, man. Well, white cloaks show up. Oh, white cloaks show up. And Gall, this is where more dancing comes because Gall fucks up these white cloaks, and Perrin's watching them. Fuck, and I don't remember Perrin's any of head, this. It's like. And he's dancing around. And he everything that Perrin sees of Gaul battling is like a fine ballet. And right. specifically mentioned that Gaul is, is fucking these white cloaks up so yep. fluidly yep. that he is. It's like he is. This is the different dance, Will. This is the different dance altogether. Yeah, yeah. No, well, since you, an Aiel tango. Since you just hum that tune, I'm trying to figure like, is that? Did you just hum the Nutcracker? Are they dancing yeah, to the Nutcracker? Probably. I think so. That fits. But we did see a fun visualization of this in the Amazon show. I mean, not this exactly, but of the Aiel dance. But we saw it from a pregnant woman. Now she was pretty fantastic. And if that's that was, what a pregnant yeah. person can pull off, I can't imagine. Not just the uh, grace pregnant that Gaul has here. Fucking in labor, like that kid's coming out. She, she was in labor. Yeah, she was giving birth during that fight. Yeah, like actually, I'm not joking. It's be- it's one of the best scenes in the series so far. Yeah, I mean that little detail is a little much. The fact, I guess it's a big detail, but the fact that she is in labor during that battle is kind of crazy. It's, it's kind of like yeah, okay. yeah. I it is know. dialed. It's like it dials it up to eleven quite a bit. But that's that's kind of like the show's mo in some cases, especially when it comes to violence and darkness. They dial it up a little too much, and and I can see people kind of like going, "Yeah, I don't know if I like that." You know, takes away a lot yeah. of the fun. It's a little edgy. Yeah, but then again, like, this scene seems brutal, too. Like, didn't this uh, gull guy fucking stab people through the head and, like... Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Boot? He, he just annihilated them. Exactly. the grace of Keanu Reeves. And then he just, like, and then he just pieces. Well, then he turns the pair, and this is how the chapter ends. He turns the pair, and then he goes, Don't ask questions! Run! And that's it. Right. So I... the, the actual last words of the chapter. I think... 
I forgot the second half of this chapter entirely because I kept on focusing on Moraine and Perrin and Perrin just thinking like, am I going to dance with her? Did I dance with her? Is Matt dancing with her? Who am I dancing with? It seems like you missed a lot of good stuff. (laughs) I was too focused on the dancing, not the right dancing. The the, you the got, figurative you dancing. Focused, yeah, you needed to be focused on a different dance. I t- I'm really hyper focused when it comes to like when the, when it come when the sexy stuff shows up. I don't know why. Maybe it's just my personality. Maybe, but uh, maybe it shows where my priorities at. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please give us a follow on Twitter at Chat by Chap and on Instagram at Chapter by Chapter Podcast. And you know what? Uh, you know what, Will? Tomorrow, you can call me Captain America. Because we will be back tomorrow with Chapter 35, The Falcon and Captain America. Who's the man who supports an entire podcast network? Just by himself? Daddy! Always eats cheese for breakfast. And for dinner? Daddy! That's right. Big Cheese Daddy. He's protecting the streets and making sure your podcast boys can eat. (laughs) Don't be a silly motherfucker. Go to Patreon.com. Slash chapter by chapter and start helping clean up them podcast streets. <laughs> <laughs>